Now, I know that Lori and I have a different opinion. I thought this episode was boring. Lori loved it, though, right, Lori? I liked it. I think it's probably my favorite episode so far. What? It's your favorite episode so far? <laughs> yeah. I was... By the way, this is Fighting Prince Charming, by the way. I was worried we weren't going to have anything to talk about. Oh, we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to do it right here on Fighting Prince Charming. Episode 7 starts now. is we only have one episode left after today hallelujah right oh so we're definitely not doing the reunion then i'm telling you you should you can watch the reunion you don't need to finish the show to watch the reunion especially if you know what happened it's boring well you said that but then you also said that they talk about chad and sam it's like literally half a second like i'm, I'm gonna do an impression for you i'm lance i'm gonna play the both role of both lance sam and chad okay Okay. Okay. So what's this I read that Sam and Chad hooked up? It happened. All right. I'm just going to put it out there. It happened. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. We just sleep with people on the same day. Yeah, I'm not going to comment. All right. Moving on. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the entire extent of the conversation about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then that's literally the most interesting thing that happens. There is a little bit of a fight between, um, I want to say, Chad and Dylan. But, I mean, it's not worth doing a whole other episode about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll watch it. Who knows? Maybe I'll be like, this is what we need to focus yeah. on. I think after next week, we're done. We, you know, we can, we can incorporate the reunion, because I'm sure the, the finale is kind of boring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, but- Dylan does leave. So oh, maybe, it, hopefully, it's interesting. Well, let's formally start the show. Welcome to Fighting Prince Charming, a recap show for the awful 2016 gay dating show, Finding Prince Charming. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Italian co-host from the Bloody Podcast. Please say, first of all, I'm Italian. Mary, was it worth it? No. Yes, this episode. <laughs> to Lori Roggenkamp. Lori, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, uh, have had a, a restful day, mm-hmm. so that's been nice. I haven't had really anything to do. Yeah, and I want to get back to this. I'm going to write it down. I want to get back to this, right? Because I know in people we haven't really talked about this. You've been sort of stressed out lately. Yeah, I've been stressed out. I've been um, – I just – I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of – I'm nervous about – because I'm waiting to find out if I get hired to be a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm nervous about, I don't see why I wouldn't get hired, but I'm nervous that I won't get hired. And then I'm like, shit, what do I do for a job? You know? But is there really like a, you're a hired substitute teacher thing? Isn't that like you just say, like they put you on a list and you call a number every day? Um. Well, I have to go in for an interview and then they would put me on the list, but mm-hmm. they haven't, they haven't responded to me at all. And then I applied to another district and I was told that I wasn't accepted. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So I don't know why I wouldn't be accepted. But hmm. is it yeah. too late to go back to your special ed job? I mean, I could apply for the the job again, but I mean, I feel like it would be kind of embarrassing having like left 
and been yeah. like, so long, suckas. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm also spending money hand over fist. And I just am like, I need to stop it. You know? I kind of feel that way, too. But you know what's so funny is... <clears throat> about me? You feel that way? I'm spending too much money? No, I feel that way about me, too. Oh, okay. Um But... um What's funny is I'm thinking to do to myself what I did for uh, somebody that I knew. Somebody that I knew, I don't know why they did this, is a young person, was in financial trouble and came to me for help. And so I put him on this plan, right? Uh-huh. It wasn't anything mind, you know, uh, blowing or anything like that. Here's what, he just happened, I just happened to know that he had an extra bank account that he didn't use. Right. So we took advantage of it. And so there was one bank account where all his paychecks went into because he was a waiter. So his tips and his paychecks went into that account. Okay. Uh And then he paid himself an allowance into that other bank account. Okay. Every two weeks. That was basically his paycheck. And then he lived off that money. And I think I need to do that for myself now where like, uh, I have a bunch of different bank accounts, but I think I need to set up one as a personal bank account and I just live off that bank account. Uh, and so that if, that if I eat too much McDonald's, you know, then that's it. I've just used up all my money for the week. My budget is money's gone for the week, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to do that, too. Because, well, I, my problem is, is that I've been – do you do you know the apps like Klarna? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, Klarna. Oh, no, no. I know Klarna is a big controversy in the drag community. I don't know. What's a firm? A firm is, is not like Klarna. Well, Klarna for me, I don't know what other people, but it Klarna is like a layaway plan where you have to pay, you pay up front, but then every two weeks you pay a certain amount. Mm-hmm. A firm is they give you the money and then every month you pay. So it's essentially like a credit card. Um, and so I've used a firm to get, I used it to get a plane ticket and then I used it to buy some podcast stuff. And then um, what are you, I just... But what are you... What's the interest on that? Are you, and are you building... 28%. 28%? But are you getting credit when you do that? Are you building your credit when you do that? Yeah. Because it is a credit. It's a line of credit. So I've, I've actually I know Klarna doesn't credit Im- score. Klarna, Klarna doesn't improve your credit score. Klarna doesn't because it's not a credit. It's not oh, a credit card. Oh, but a firm it's not is. Loan. It's a lay. It's a layaway plan. Yeah, that's what you're essentially is. just you're paying for it, but you're you're not getting a you're not getting credit or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think a firm does, but but anyways, but also like I so I just feel like I'm taking out too many. Like my credit's getting better, you know, because I've been working to pay stuff off. But I feel like I'm now doing what I did before, which made my credit bad. Which is I'm taking out a bunch of credit cards and then. You know, because like I get you get discounts and stuff like I bought something from Old Navy and they're like, well, you get $30 off if you get sign up with a credit card. And I'm like, OK. And then now I'm like, well, why did I do that? I don't need to sign up with a credit card. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, Lori, you know, yesterday or the other day, you know, we had After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis on the show to talk about uh, his experience working on Finding Prince Charming. Were there did all your questions get answered? Were there questions that you still had for him? Um. I don't know if I asked this, but I was wondering this during this episode, which was, I wonder, and I, I think this is probably a question that may, maybe Paul would be better to answer, but mm-hmm. I was wondering if maybe, like, we uh, we know now that, you know, we know he picks Eric, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like he had a quote-unquote connection with a couple other people. So I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, after the show, he reaches out to those guys as well. Mm-hmm. 
and like, you know, tries to start something. I or if he qu- just kind of like everybody just sort of went their separate ways. Yeah. And maybe we should, this is a good time to now announce this. But like a uh, listener of the show, Jordan Darling, who's actually in the chat room right now, saw Paul from Finding Prince Charming on one of the dating apps. And actually, and I have to admire Jordan Darling for doing this. He g- approaches him on the app and says, hey, listen, um, a buddy of mine uh, does a podcast about uh, Finding Prince Charming. And would you do an interview? Now, the most offensive part of them to me with that was that he called me his buddy or friend. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul says, sure, and gives his contact information. So I actually get in contact with Paul from Finding Prince Charming. And he and I have had a phone conversation. We've communicated back and forth. He is currently listening to the episodes. I gave him the episodes. And he's going to determine whether or not he's going to come and do an interview. I think it, the odds are better than 50-50. From just the phone conversation I had with him, he seemed to have a very good sense of humor about himself and the show. Unlike Justin. Which is so funny, because now that I've seen up to this episode, it makes total sense that Justin gave us a big fat fucking fu to come on the show. Why... Jay Ellis thought I should start because I, I asked everyone should know. I asked at the beginning of the season, I asked Jay Ellis, I said, of all the people on the show, who do you think I should approach for an interview? And he said, Justin, right? Now that I've yeah. seen the show, Justin is the last person we should have uh, 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 asked to see in the show, even more so than the winner. He seems to have had the most positive experience being on the show. Wouldn't you agree with that, Lori? Yeah, which is so weird because. If you see how he leaves, it's almost like he was gaslighted out of the competition. Yeah. Like, it's like he, I would, if, if I was him, I would have the worst experience. Cause I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> I've been nothing but supportive. And now you, uh, you know, you're going to treat me like that. So I don't know. I, you know. I would be upset. This is a good transition. Let's jump right into the show. This week, the guys briefly discussed Chaz's dramatic exit from the competition before learning from Lance Bass that this week the boy will be the boy. The boys will be going on a group date with Robert and some very special people in his life. Turns out those special people were his parents and his sister. The boys are surprised to meet the family and even more surprised to learn that they would choose meaning his family, who went on the two solo dates. After a round of interviews among the family members, the decision was to give the solo dates to Dylan and Brandon. This upsets Justin and doesn't really seem to phase Eric, who don't get any more time with Robert before the tie ceremony. On Dylan's solo date with Robert, they performed a circus workout routine together, and on the solo date with Brandon, Robert and Brandon sat on a yacht and kissed. Later, Eric gives Dylan a haircut because... Uh, Dylan found one white hair, and Robert sends home a very grateful but tearful Justin. Lori, name one thing you liked about the episode. Oh, so many things. I love that the sister was even more, like, dumb and <laughs> judgmental than Robert. Yeah. Uh, I love the psychosexual relationship that Robert had with his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that uh, Dylan seems to be the only black man in the history of the world that looks worse with a bald head. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just so so much of the show I loved. So, oh, so I thought you meant you loved it as actually a quality episode of like television. Like you were like, no, no, it was, it's still awful. It was just, it was, it was great reality TV. It was finally a great reality TV show. Really? I found yeah. it to be super boring and uneventful. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I love the the dinner with the parents and how how nervous and uh, Eric and Brandon were for no reason. How Eric just for some reason kept having a mental block and just saying he was he's hot. He's really hot. Yeah, I, saw, I thought he was really, really hot. That is really weird. You're right. Let, let, so let's actually dive into the episode and go piece by piece. So because I'm I'm dying to know where you think is super interesting, and I I take it it's the whole meaning of the parents. After Chad's elimination, the boys recreate the dramatic exit, and they talk about how they're expecting Robert to show up, and they want to look their best and tell some jokes. Anything interesting here, Lori? Uh, the only thing I thought was kind of interesting was um, uh, not this part. This part was okay. But, you know, they were joking around. But I do love how they they were all, like, talking. And then as soon as Dylan walks in, they all just go, hey. And Dylan's like, yeah, we're all talking. We're all vibing. We're all great friends. Yeah, I kind of get (laughs) Nobody wanted to be near you, dude. I kind of get the sense, too, that there's, like, an us versus uh, him with with, uh, Dylan. Oh, yeah, because he's crazy. He's insane. I think so too. In fact, during the episode, because you know, after Buzz, one of the big revelations from, and if anyone listens, knows from Jay Ellis was that after the show was done, he and Dylan went on a date. So yeah, after Buzz, that TV, was Jay crazy. Ellis went on a date, and, and and I think they made out. He's hinted at that, right? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, my, so what's funny is he kind of defends Dylan, but I actually think Dylan's a manipulative asshole. Oh yeah, and com- completely. Yeah, like the, when he was doing when he was going over all of the things that they did on at the party. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like completely. Yeah. He was trying to. He was showing off. Yeah, he, and he was trying to get in their heads. He was trying to make them jealous. You know? Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. But during the episode, I text Jay Ellis and I said, T- "How in on God's earth do you defend this, Dylan?" He was like, "He was on a game show." That's his defense. Oh know. yeah, but you can play That's the game. E- yeah, you can play the game ethically. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be a dick about it. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, you know, you don't you don't have to be a total dick about it. Yeah, like he was saying with Chad, he goes from day one. I told you, I don't want to. I don't want to make friends. And then, and then all this whole episode, he's been like, "Yeah, we're great friends. We're hanging out." It's like, well, did you want to make friends or did you not want to make friends? Yeah. Like, you can't have both, dude. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, in the next scene, Lance Bass shows up and announces that there's going to be a group date with Robert and some very special people in Robert's life who will choose whom among the four... No, yeah, no, who among the four gets the two solo dates with Robert? Jennifer, Robert's sister at... Okay, so that, there's that. Then we show up to the restaurant, which, by the way, I've eaten at that restaurant many times, Republique. It's over there on La Brea in Los Angeles. They have a great, uh-huh. bre- they have a great breakfast, actually. They have a great can, I, can I address two things that I thought was weird before? Like, okay, so this, I legitimately, I feel like more and more, I'm like, what is Lance's job? Yeah. Because at the end of the episode, we or uh, uh, when, when uh, they get the card, we see that they, they did. And I was like, they could have easily just put that on a, what Lance did on a card. Like yeah. they, they kind. It just seems to me like whenever Lance isn't available, they're just like, "Can we get a card? Can we just send a card to the mansion?" Yeah, because then why didn't they just have Lance come and announce who got the solo dates? Yeah, like I, I just don't understand what his his job, why he's so valuable. Like he he offers less to me than any other host I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then also another thing is there was a shot early on when in the morning when Eric is looking at some kind of folder and it's laminated, mm-hmm. what, 
the hell was that folder? Oh, yeah, and it had all this writing in it. It almost yeah. looked like it was like notes on something. You're right. It was super weird. Yeah, it's I'm looking at it right now. It just looks like uh it looks like it has like text and it it's like paragraph written, so it might be a book or something. But it's like mm-hmm. did he laminate a book and then bring put it in a folder? Like I don't know what the hell that was about. Uh, and it looks like it has pictures and stuff and mm-hmm. so anyways, those are my two things. Um yeah, that was a really weird moment and you're right. I've never really picked up on that. I just kind of Lance Bass is such a like boring piece of furniture that I'm like I don't even notice when they use him when they don't. In fact, I think he often calls attention to himself cuz he's so uncomfortable and so awkward doing this. Yeah. Well, he uh, I mean, and we'll see at the end. I mean, really honestly, all he does is just him and Robert just repeat each other. They have a repeat off contest to try mm-hmm. and get uh you know to try to try and repeat like it's just like why did they we need the last part like that doesn't make any sense so okay so then we go to the restaurant the boys go to the restaurant all right and and i love how when robert walks in he's shocked that his parents are there he goes mom dad (laughs) like you guys came what are you doing here I was talking about them being there and it's like oh i didn't really think you'd come yeah even though we the show bought you plane tickets and you've been priced we I probably seen you since you've been here. Yeah, I literally said goodbye to you and then walked back in. Guys, I'm so I'm so shocked. Oh my god. No, the show is ridiculous. Um okay, so then he yeah, we get there we meet his sister Jennifer, okay? His mother's yes. name is I have it right here. Uh, Murney? Murley. Uh, Murley. Her name's Murley. And then obviously that has the same name as he does. His name's Robert. So it's Robert, Murley, and Jennifer. We don't really see much of the parents. A lot of the focus tends to be on the sister, right? And the guy yeah. is talking to the sister. And what we learn is Jennifer, Robert's sister, at first thinks Brandon is fake, but then she warms up to him. She loves Dylan for some reason. Like and that should Dylan. tell you everything you need to know. Well, I want to say something about this. I want to say, yeah, exactly. She thinks Eric only likes Robert because Robert is hot. And then she Jennifer thinks Justin might make a better friend than lover for Robert. Which is funny because watching the show, I would say the two people, of, of the ones who are left, that have the most just lasting chemistry. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like okay, yeah. Dylan is a non-issue. I don't even want to deal with Dylan, right? Yeah. Eric, I don't see any chemistry between them whatsoever. Okay, Brent- I feel like Eric. I feel like Eric is. Uh, it's more emotional, you know. Like I think honestly, I think if Brandon and Eric were one person, I think he would be the, the that person would be the perfect yes. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Brandon, you clearly, clearly, Robert just wants to fuck his brains out. Okay, yeah. but I feel Justin is that mix for. Um, Robert and I feel that Robert has more of, of the what you would need for a lasting relationship he has with Justin. They both they have stupid conversations that make no sense, but it seems to be that Robert's into it. And yeah. So uh, I think that I, I think he could have had more of a lasting thing with Justin. I, I really am. If I look at the, the, the four who are remaining, I think he could have actually made something work with Justin. They seem yeah. to enjoy each other's company. Justin, you know, actually, one of the things you'll be missing, what you'll see in the um, in the reunion, is Justin has. I don't know. I'm assuming Justin's natural hair color is dark, and he looks so much better with dark hair. He looks so much better with dark hair to the point where you're like, why do you have that dumb blonde hair on this show? He looks so much more attractive with dark hair. I think 
he, he might have gone farther if he kept the dark hair. But what did, yeah. you, what did you think of the sister's opinions of them? Oh, I thought they were awful. She like, it was like so weird because he was like, he goes, oh, I, w- I want you to guys really suss them out, you know, and do it and, and kind of like, you know, talk to them. And she's like, yeah, you want me to, f- you want me to, to ask them a bunch of questions? You want me to grill them? You want yeah. me to, tr-? she goes, I'll drill them. I was yeah. like, what the hell are you talking about? And it's like almost from get go, she was angry with all of them. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand that. And then she like, <laughs> Eric's getting salad and she like walks up to him and goes, Hey, so what, so you, you're excited about being in the house? <laughs> Eric's just like totally caught off guard. Well, um, I just like when she tries to like nail, um, uh, who is it? I think it's Brandon. It could be Eric, right? It's one of the two. Oh, no, it's Eric. Where Eric's talking about how hot he thinks um, Robert was and that he was the first one there. And then when he saw Robert, he thought he was uh, gorgeous. So that when Robert was the Prince Charming, he was so happy. And then she was like, oh, so what if he wasn't Prince Charming? What would you have done? Would your attention have been on the Prince Charming? And Eric's like, essentially in the nicest possible way, like, yeah, bitch, that's the point of the fucking competition. Yeah. And also, it's just like, I love both of them always have these like hypotheticals that just like they contort themselves into these hypotheticals that make no sense. That it's like, well, obviously the hypothetical is real. So if you were to act that way in the hypothetical, then yeah. you would, then you're not a real person. You know, it's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, I will say though that I did think it was weird that Eric kept mentioning how hot <laughs> Robert was. Like that was his go to. And it was just like, I feel. I feel, I feel like it's a weird thing to say when you're talking to somebody's sister. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I met my brother's girlfriend, the first thing she said to me wasn't, hey, I really think your brother's really hot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but honestly, though, and I'm being completely honest, don't you think that's really the only good quality about Robert Sepulveda? Oh, yeah. No, I honestly, I think that you could tell that there isn't, you know, that nobody truly really likes Robert, because Eric's the Eric's the one who's the most compassionate and you know ethereal person, and the only compliment he could give Robert was that he was hot. So you know that obviously tells you all you need to know about Robert is that he doesn't have he's not you know there's nothing going on there. Oddly enough, what I will say though, after having just said that, is I think Robert was his most authentic self around the the family and it made me go like oh he is more of a complete person he's less robotic on those scenes and he seems much more of a son and brother and like a real person that you would get to know um oh really i felt like he was so he went from this like confident person to like this like almost like um just sort of nervous energy around his sister yeah, and then I, with his I, mom he ca- kept calling her mummy <laughs> Well, you know, let's talk about the sister. And this brings up an interesting racial thing is everyone should not everyone, but people might know and should know that, you know, uh, certain countries, especially uh, in that area, like Puerto Rico and Cuba and a lot of the Central American countries and even South American countries, you know, they were uh, uh, they had a lot of indigenous people, but they also had, you know, they were harbors for black people. And so uh, there's different levels of of uh skin colors all kinds of different diversity within so in cuba cuba you can have a person that looks white as you know uh neil patrick harris but you could also have someone who looks like dylan 
you know? Yeah. So it runs the gamut because there were slaves that were there. There were Spaniards that were there. There were indigenous people that were there. So it runs the gamut. And so you see that, and so often you'll see a mix even within families. You'll see that Robert got more of the white features from his dad, where the mom got more of the mother's uh, either indigenous or black features in their Puerto Rican culture. So the, the sister actually looks kind of not necessarily black, but like she has black blood in her. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons she took such a liking to Dylan. But I also wonder what it says psychologically about Robert, because one of the things that's been rumored about him is that when during his male escorting days, he would turn down black clients. He wouldn't sleep with black people. Hmm. And so I'm wondering what your take is on that, Lori, what your thoughts on what I just said. Or as a white person, are you just going to skip it and move on? Do you think that maybe he said, I don't want to sleep with black people because it's too close to my sister? It's just like no, thank you, Josh Hedgepeth. Josh Hedgepeth in the chat room wants me to clarify that Puerto Rico is not a country. Okay, okay, look, it's a colony. It's an American colony, isn't it? All right, all right. The area that in that has Puerto Rico and Cuba and all those countries that, including the United States, is Commonwealth Puerto Rico. Uh, yes, I'm talking about the people who come from that area. Okay, so thank you. Um, I, I kind of felt, yeah, I felt like she, uh, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I think that sh- she liked Dylan because of his personality, because he reminded her of him, or he reminded she re- he reminded her of herself, right? Mm-hmm. All right? And I don't think that's a good thing for Robert. Robert doesn't want to necessarily date somebody like his sister. Mm-hmm. And even we see even on the dates, like he's not into Dylan. He keeps saying he's that, not. He, you know, he, he went to the circus thing, which we'll get to. And he kept saying, oh, I think I could fall in love with him. It's like, you're, you're not, dude. Here's we my know question. Because, you know, I, I don't get to see the screen a lot because I'm taking notes. So my question for you is, did they kiss? No. Not once. And if I guarantee you, if Eric or Brandon had been in that date, they would have kissed. Even Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyway, so they. Um, so I think that he, you know, seeing that his sister likes him so much isn't necessarily a plus. It's more of like, you know, they have the same personalities. And so she's more he's more like my sister's personality. So if I date her, I'd be dating. So I think I could see why he's like he's drawn to him because it, he Dylan reminds him of his sister. Mm-hmm. But that's why also why he's not attracted to him because he reminds him of his sister. And I also think that, you know, she probably doesn't she you right off the bat. She was more combative with the three white contestants than she was with Dylan. I mean, all three white, I mean, she, she literally, we don't see her um, do like a date really like, we don't see her really like kind of get on Dylan about anything. They just sort of start talking. And also, that's why Brandon's a mixed race person. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's why when he sat down and he started talking, I think that's why she started liking him more yeah, no, that because he be started true. opening up about his family and yeah. stuff. And so, it, but Eric and Justin, I mean, she gets on Eric about every little thing. And then with Justin, as soon as he sits down, she goes, I think you guys would be better friends. Yeah. Never once has he mentioned that, mm-hmm. but she, she just automatically, I think, and I think it's because he is, you know, too, 
he's too opposite to her and her fa- and the family. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's probably looking for diversity. Like she's thinking, she probably really is thinking this long term. Like Eric's going to really find. I'm not sorry that Robert's going to really find the love of his life. Eric's just like I don't want to find somebody I'm going to fuck. You know, or yeah. And, you mean Robert? But she, oh yeah, sorry, Robert. And then, so then she's thinking along the lines of like, well, who can I see at our family? You know, Christmas dinners and events, and probably to her, someone like Justin and Eric just culturally wouldn't. She wouldn't want to see them as much because she. I get the sense because again, you're treated the way you look. Robert passes for white. Robert looks more white, so he's probably treated like a white person. Where she looks more like a person of color, and so she's treated like a person of color. So even though they're brother and sister, they have totally different experiences in the way they see the world. And so she would much have someone who has a similar worldview that she does, uh, as opposed to Robert, who I think I think Robert would prefer a white person. But see, that to me is so funny because it's like, who gives a shit? It's mm-hmm. a dating competition. It's a dating competition. I know. Like, she literally, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably what, what she did. But she's coming at this like, you know, and she even said, like, you're going to be part of our family. It's like, I guarantee you, you're not going to see any of these people ever again. Yeah. Like, why? Why do you think that's the case? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it. the whole family was insane. Um. Because you know, I and I just, I love thought, how we, oh, sorry. I want to know how they thought even, oh, maybe this is more of a better question for the finale. I wonder how they thought that Eric and, or Brandon would ever work unless Robert was willing to move to Los Angeles. I mean, Eric has an established hairstyling business in Los Angeles. Brandon has a career in California too, in I think the LA area. I could be wrong, but he was like, he has a good, I guess you could, on Brandon's you could move. I guess on Eric's you could move, but that's a harder, like he has clients that he built up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's starting all over again somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole thing is set up like it's not, you know, there's no way that any, but you know, that, that it's going to last. And so I just, I, yeah, it's just, it's just all one. I mean, if you cut out how many times, Justin and Eric talk about how they feel like they're losing a connection with Robert and how many times all of them talk about how they feel like they're falling in love with Robert. This episode would be 10 minutes long. Like this episode was so short would be so short because half of the time, all they do is just talk about their connections and how they think they're falling in love. And it's like, you don't have to talk about it that much if it's real. My brother thinks Lori and I should date. My brother thinks Joe and I should date too, but that's only because he says Joe has really nice tits. <laughs> um, does your brother really think that we should date? No, 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 no. Oh God, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Did uh, he ever? Did he ever mention about the message I sent him? No, no, the only thing he wanted to know was he was like, how does Lori know XYZ people? I guess he has some friends in common. He wanted to know how you knew them. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, what? how many people do we have in common? I, I didn't even know. look at that. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. So, okay. So, back at the house, Justin is depressed because he was friend-zoned by the sister. And then Brandon and Dylan get the solo dates. That's what we've learned on the card. And then Justin gets even more depressed. What did you think of all those moments back at the house, Lori? So immediately, as soon as the sister says, you know, that they're friend zoned, 
uh, we know right away that 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 that's the guy that's going home. But why why does Robert buy into that? Why did Robert believe? That? I mean, she said so much shit about Eric. Why does he believe that? Because I think he's actually legitimately attracted to Eric and Brandon, and there's still a little bit that he doesn't know, you know, recognize or know about. And I think with Justin, he's he even said he spent the most time with Justin in the in the show. He knows Justin. I think he's feeling like, you know, this relationship really isn't as much as I I want it to be. I mm-hmm. care for him, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not, um, you know, it's it's not anything that that I think could lead to like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and so i think and i think when his sister said oh they're more friends than anything then then uh, i think that tipped him over the edge and he was like yeah my because he he, all he kept saying was my sister knows me better than anybody so what she says i'm gonna take to heart and the fact that she said that i was like okay well he was the only one that she really said you should be just friends with Mm -hmm. so that's obvious that that's gonna happen and so then we spend the whole time going like all right When's Justin going home? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we pretty and much just everyone, them talk. I think everyone pretty much knew it. They tried to build this whole thing, like maybe Eric, but like no one's really buying yeah. that Eric's going home. Even Eric didn't really. I think Eric was even trying to be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm worried." Like, yeah. like you know, it's like Eric, we don't believe you're actually no, worried. No, no, no. Yeah, I think Eric was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm family friends with them." I just looked up who they were. I'm family. I've known them since I was like since I was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So let them know. Uh, back on the solo date now. The solo date. Dylan and and Robert go to a place called Cirque Fitness. Can you imagine, Lori? You and I should go to this place. Oh we my should, god! We I literally was these, just thinking that we should recreate these solo dates. I see. I think we should. I think we should do the only the exercise related ones. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and then we should go. What, what, at the same locations too, like we should find out where they did that like weird body yoga thing and stuff like that, and then this, and then that gym where Chad was going crazy. We got to find oh, there was a UFC gym, right? Yeah, the UFC gym, and and then the Cirque Cirque one, and yeah, and that one. I mean, literally, that one is designed. I feel like for people to to you know, it was designed to be physical and for people to. For it to be, t- you know, touchy feely and stuff, and I feel like um, Dylan was so adamant in proving that he would could do the the tricks that he wasn't focusing on the, um, you know, the actual like romantic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that showed. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, Robert, you could tell was just forcing. Uh, connection he was just mm-hmm. like yeah i think i think we are really you know connected and i feel i feel really you know i feel like he's gonna go a hundred percent and i feel like he's gonna be you know I, I i feel like if i was in trouble he he would know how to figure it out and help me <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about here's, here's my question okay here's my question. uh-huh uh is someone brought up a very interesting point in the chat room they said that uh, the sister just what she meant was that she, that Justin is too um, gay for Robert. He's too femi. He used the term Nelly. Well, she was saying both of the father, the the parents and the sister said that the that Justin would be that they Justin's more an attention seeking person, mm-hmm. and Robert is is also an attention seeking person, mm-hmm. and so it would be difficult. If so, I don't know if they were trying to say that Ro- Justin is is 
you know, gayer than Robert and he needs somebody who's not as gay mm-hmm. or something or what, what she, but yeah, they were trying, I think that that's what they were trying to say without actually saying it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, do you, but yeah, but then Eric, Eric is equally gay. I think Eric is subtly equally gay, mm-hmm. you know, like if Eric is standing still mm-hmm. or like he, you can't really tell, but Justin is like walk into a room kind of thing. But Justin is like I- a notch of, uh, below Robbie. Um, yes, but that's what, but, but that's kind of what I'm saying though, is, um, Justin, when you see in the reunion, he looks so much better with dark hair. I really do think it's the blonde hair that makes him, uh, look more gay. But Justin also does do that weird purse lips thing that I think, um, makes him look gay as well. Yeah. But, um, so, and then, uh, yeah yeah so i honestly i just think i think that robert was just not having you know i think he wants a more masculine kind ish kind of man you know i mean look at the the three people i mean eric is the least is the is the more gay quote-unquote gayish out of all of them but if you saw robert and dylan walk you know you wouldn't go like oh that's a gay man yeah but you know what's so funny that leads me to believe is that like when i was having a phone conversation with um Paul, and I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'll let him speak for himself if he ever comes on the show. He had his own theory, and I think I shared it with you, Lori, as to why uh, Robert picked Eric. It's very interesting. Oh, I forgot what you said. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it. You have to wait. We'll let Paul speak for himself if he ever comes on the show. What do you do? You think Paul's going to like the show? What do you think Paul's take is going to be? Um, I think he would like the show. I don't necessarily know if he's going to want to be on the show, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's I would say my I would say what I what I would think is I would say he go, oh, I think it's really funny, but I don't necessarily know if I want to put my name, have my name associated with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I completely 100% agree with you. Um, which I can understand, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, but um. What was I going to say? Oh, and then also what I think is so funny is that Robert keeps inviting these guys to these things and then it's like failing miserably at them. Yeah. And they're supposed to be things that Robert likes to do. So it's like, how is it that he's super into art and drawing, but he sucks at art? And how is it that he's super into like activities, but he's not flexible whatsoever? Because I don't think it's real. And what I mean is like, I know it's, I think it's aspirational for Robert. I think he sees himself as a person who would be into art art even though he's not does that make sense and i think he would like to be a person who is athletic but he's not he's like i don't think robert's much different than paul i think robert probably gets chill towels you know and uh he's into working out to sculpt his body not necessarily to be athletic i think honestly i think the reason why he he didn't pick paul was because paul was too close to himself you know, uh, I think you know what? That's a very good point. I think you're right. I, I think, think he and, I, and they mentioned that, you know, I think they mentioned that in the in the family mentioned that. And the thing is, you don't want you need somebody who's sort of like a yin to your yang. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they were saying they didn't think Justin was a good fit because Justin was too. It was two uh, two sides of the same coin. And so I could kind of see that where Justin and him are, you know, more. Uh, similar than than I think Robert wants to admit, mm-hmm. but I think that um, you know the the Will and Grace had this thing where they said that there's oh there's a um, 
every relationship has a gardener and a rose and the rose is like the, or a flower and the flower is like the one that has to get all the attention. The gardener is the one that give you know, kind of tends the soil and gives the attention. And I think that kind of explains most relationships. And I think Robert is the rose. I think he needs somebody to be the one to kind of give him the attention. And I think Justin is also the rose um, as well, even though he says he's, you know, he's a gardener. In a lot of aspects. So. Um, I will say this. And I'll, I'll shit on Will and Grace any chance I get. That's almost... I didn't see the episodes. And I know you're paraphrasing them. But that's literally lifted from The Little Prince. That's literally the the premise of, a, of one of the stories in The Little Prince. You don't like Will and Grace? I used oh, to like no. Will and Grace. What? I used to like Will and Grace. Are we starting a, a, a Joe rant? What's happening? Why don't you like it anymore? I just don't like Will and Grace. I don't know why she's pushing this. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, he just he just doesn't like Will and Grace. Like he just doesn't like uh, Suki or whatever that drag queen's name was. Or he just doesn't like Hamburger Marys. So he's such an easygoing guy. So you know, it's hard to imagine that he doesn't like something. <laughs> Suki. <laughs> the cyst drag queen, the cysty one, the one with the cyst, the sister. Oh, she's talking about this fucking soju. Let me let me tell you that this fucking soju. For those of you, because they might be Lori. Okay, they, they, I, I want to address everything you just said, and I'll get to to Will and Grace too. Okay. One, this soju. If you don't listen to RuPaul's Drag, maybe you're just an. Uh, 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 oh, I listen to it. I know, uh, but maybe, hate. but maybe it's these pe- uh, people, the people in podcast land. They don't know. Uh huh. I went to DragCon one year, and this soju was there. She was part of the press because she has a, a, a YouTube show called Shot with Soju. Okay. She's in the press room. What a sour puss face this soju had on her. So unapproachable. So awful, like so not friendly, which is fine. You know what? If you don't want to be friendly, don't be friendly, right? But then yeah. she goes on her Meet the Queens episode and she talks about how friendly and approachable she is. And I was like, you're full of shit. And you know who backs me up is this After Buzz TV's jails. After Buzz TV's jails doesn't say a shitty word about anybody. And he, he agrees with me with this soju what a nightmare she is. One. Two. Hamburger Mary's. Look, I'll say it again. It's an overpriced Chili's, right? And I met someone who they went to Hamburger Mary's, and they're like, you know what, Joe? It is an overpriced chili's yada yada. I'm like, yeah, it is. And I'm going to tell you something. Remember, my big co- – I don't – you want to be an overpriced chili's, be an overpriced chili's. What I don't get is who gets on Uber Eats? Why would anybody, anybody ever, ever order from Hamburger Mary's on Uber Eats? And you know what the back – it has to do with Uber Eats. Because you know who I saw recently, Lori, on this Uber Eats? Uh-huh. Golden Corral. Maybe you can relate to that more. Who would ever, ever go? I'm going to go on Uber Eats and have dried out spaghetti, you know, and tasteless chicken fingers and crappy mac and cheese. Wouldn't it be funny if you kept saying that Uber Eats got back over and over? (laughs) I I will say, and this is embarrassing, but I one time got... um, I think it was caviar or it might have been DoorDash 
for Del Taco. Okay, the reason Lori's saying it's embarrassing, Lori lived with even a fat person's walking distance. A yeah. fat person's walking distance from a... Like, I'm surprised that the Del Taco sign doesn't keep her up at night. That's how close she lives <laughs> to a Del Taco. <laughs> I was just like, you know when you're in that mood where it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, well, I haven't showered, so I'm just not going to shower, but you're hungry? And I really wanted Del Taco, and I just didn't even want to go. I didn't want to go outside. And I, was I just love like, the idea that you shower before you go to Del Taco. Yeah, I mean, I shower before I, I shower before I leave the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, no, so I often I, will go in the worst condition ever to these drive-through places. Oh, I can't. I hate. I hate going outside when I haven't showered. I just feel disgusting. No, like, I know just what make, you mean, but I don't count going to fast food places going out. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Um, I had this thing. Well, I, I don't want to get into that story. Maybe and we'll finally, with this will and grace, this will and grace, right? When it first started, it was revolutionary, but then it started to play into this like will with this sexless like um, being, you know? Yeah. Who like I, I remember like a big deal because he kissed um, McDreamy on the mouth one time when they got an elevator, you know? But it yeah. was like he like he there was like no sexual chemistry with him with anybody. By the way, Eric McCormick, especially at the time, was a gorgeous man, yet he couldn't find sexual chemistry with anybody. And then it also, it it started, I'm talking about, I'm talking about version 1.0 of Will and Grace. I don't know what, I've never even seen one episode of 2.0, okay? 2.0 is, is okay. I mean, it's, it's Will and Grace, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like, I love Will and Grace, so I feel like you can't go wrong, but Here's the problem at one point, I don't know if this happened in 2.0, where Jack and Karen started to get, like, magical powers, you know? And did they do that in 2.02? Kind of. They have, they they definitely do more, the, Jack has a fiancé in the show, and that guy's kind of annoying, and so I feel like now it's more, what? I know who the fiancé is. And I love his work. I've only seen his YouTube work. I've never seen him on Will and Grace. But his name is Brian Jordan Alvarez. And I think he is so funny and so talented. I don't know how he is in this Will and Grace, though. He he annoyed me in the beginning, but then towards the end I started liking him because he had this one they had this one scene that was that was funny that where they they went to uh oh, what's that guy who played Ross on Friends? David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer plays uh, Grace's love interest, and they go over to his house, and Jack and that Brandon guy go around and look at his house, and Mm -hmm. they just start laughing because it's the straight guy's house, and they're Mm -hmm. like, he he has has a a one bottle for shampoo and conditioner. (laughs) Just like... Wait, is Brian Jordan Elbers have an accent on the show? Oh, yeah. He has a terrible accent. Oh. He talks like this. You know what's so funny is I, Brian Jordan Alvarez, it would have worked even though it would have been ripping off his own stuff. He should have done that character that he did with Sam Pancake. They only did two videos. You ever see where he played like he's the young twink dating an older daddy? And he, he's never heard of anything? Is Does he have like a Hispanic accent? No. Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of what it is. He's like a young airline pilot who's – and Jack is his fiance. Oh. So – yeah, and then but then I I will the second the 2.0 I feel like is worth it simply because they had a Christmas episode I want to say last year where they went they did like a, a old time where they all played different characters. Okay. And that was really funny. And I feel like if that had just been the special I I feel like that would have been a perfect special. But you know, I heard I heard that Karen doesn't interact with Will and Grace very much, and I think it's be- and so. Next, I start thinking that that Megan Mullally doesn't get along with them. 
Uh, you know, I I think she does. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just that she has she has her own storylines. She has mm-hmm. a lot more stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So you know, I feel like it's uh, it is ending after this season. Yeah. And I also found out that it was only supposed to be ten episodes. But one of the things I also thought was interesting was that um, they were so afraid. And I don't know if this is true, but this is a rumor I heard. They were so afraid of the backlash that Ellen DeGeneres had when, um, when she came out on her show and how like the show is almost immediately canceled Mm -hmm. that they like from the beginning wanted it to be that he was gay, but that he was like the executives made a promise that he would not have any interactions with men. And then they kept having to like try and fight to get in dates and stuff. How is it it in 2.0? In 2.0, he's he's dating. Yeah, he has he does more dates and he has more. Uh, you don't actually see like sexy stuff, but you see like him kissing guys and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, I I also think it's funny that do you know who John Barrowman is? I know he was that on, name. Why do I know that name? He was on Doctor Who, and then he was also in a. I think it's called Warehouse Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a a sci a sci fi actor. Um, and he's gay and he auditioned for the role of Will for Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. And they said that he was too straight acting. Mm-hmm. And so they picked Eric McCormick cause they felt like Eric McCormick had more gay qualities. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's hilarious that he, the straight guy is like, Hey, you're gayer than this gay guy. Yeah. So. Well, look, it's a story of privilege. So, uh, Oh wow. The straight white male got the job again. Shocking, Lori. All right. Okay, let's move on to the solo date with Brandon and the yacht. Um, you know, it was during this solo date. Oh, are we going to talk about Dylan bragging to the... Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. So Dylan goes back to the house after the date, and he starts, like, bragging to them about all these things he did, which, by the way, we didn't... I'm not saying it didn't happen. We didn't see a lot of what he was talking about, right? Well, so- he wasn't really explained... Oh, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about first. He, they were talking about their flaws, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Robert was really being honest and saying, you know, I need to work on my ego and not be so quick to judge yeah, I and remember stuff that, like that. Yeah. And then Dylan says, I feel like I need to work on my delivery and how to communicate. And Robert says, well, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. I think and in, I think you're fine. You're a gift and you need to, you know, don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do we not remember when he cornered you at the pool and started <laughs> screaming at you? Yeah. Like, or when he cornered you at the dancing and going to tell you he was in love with you? Yeah. Like, it's like. Yeah, he need. I would have been like, yeah, that's a great one. And it's like, why did Robert say that? I would have been like, great, yeah, work on that, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was it. yeah. They just they like literally hug, and then um, you know he does that thing where he kisses their their like cheek or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, but he's yeah. making out with his Brandon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I guarantee you, if Brandon had been, they would have been having sex. Oh the, yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. By oh this yeah, point. for sure, for sure. Now uh, there weren't cameras there for sure. Um, yeah. What's funny is uh, it, but Dylan's doing it, and I feel like it's working. You can see Justin and Brandon and Eric getting like jealous. I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't know if they were jealous, as they were just confused and just felt like the information he was giving them was unnecessary. Oh, you know. Okay. Like, like, I feel like for me, honestly, 
imagine you're you're listening to him talking and talking about how he we were hanging from a trapeze and he pulled I had to pull him in and then I put my arm under his arm and then I put my leg and hooked my leg into his and you would be like why do I need to know that like what I would like when Brandon came back all he said was I ate a lot of strawberries on a boat Mm -hmm. and that was it that's all he talked about but then just you know Dylan has to go into this whole thing and so I think they were just like I feel like you're going into a really long explanation to just sort of like lord it over us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think the response is. I don't think they were necessarily jealous. I Mm -hmm. think they were just like, okay, dude, you know, we get it. All right. Very good. Uh, Okay. Going back to Brandon, it gets a solo day and it's on a yacht, which by the way, he kept predicting it was going to be on a boat and he was right. But that's because the people who write the cart are not subtle at all. No, they're so, they're so bad at you know at everything and then i love how everybody else is like i don't know i don't yeah. think it's gonna be on a boat Maybe you're play <laughs> board games you're like what <laughs> playing board games what do you think you're what do you think they, someone's at a board meeting like oh that's right here's a date we're gonna go to a board meeting i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you i wouldn't put it past them if robert was like yeah i gotta do some business so yeah. just sit in my office and i'm gonna go to a board meeting yeah a, a, a male escort board meeting. Um, now, the, one of the things this is the note I wrote. I wrote, this seems wrong. Robert is really leading these guys on. And it was during this date where it felt really wrong because it felt like, oh, Robert's leading a lot of these guys on. The way he was talking to Brandon. I mean, the things he was saying to Brandon, which, by the way, it, I, coincidentally, I think he is actually being honest with Brandon here. I think... Yeah. Robert is most attracted to Brandon across the board. Even though we know Brandon oh, doesn't win, I think everything he says to Brandon is really honest. I think he wishes he could date Brandon, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, but it's, but look at the conversations he's having with Eric and with Dylan and with Justin. They're not much different. And he's leading no. them on. It feels really wrong. I, well, honestly, I, that's why I was wondering and I, I would be interested to find out is like, I feel like, he was he was sort of pushed into picking Eric, mm-hmm. but that's why I wonder if like maybe he reached out to Brandon and like was like, hey, you know, want to want to have a relationship or well, want to go out sometime. Didn't Jay talk about this on the interview? Did he? Oh, I, I don't know. Think well, so. At least in conversations I've had with Jay, um, I do know that Robert was still talking to Brandon even during the airing of the finale and Eric at the, at the same time. In other words, Brandon uh, Robert still had his uh, fingers in the pot with, with Brandon, so to speak. But what I'm saying is, is like afterwards. That's what I'm, did talking he re- I'm talking about afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he was, so then they could, still could have pursued a relationship then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Now when Brandon comes back to the house, he, t- he talks about the great date, which makes Dylan nervous. Uh, not only that, as they get ready for the tie ceremony, the black tie ceremony, Dylan is freaked out about a white hair. So he tried to cut his own hair, fucked it up. So he has to have Eric, who's a professional hairstylist, come in and fix the mistake by giving him a, a real haircut. What did you think of all that nonsense, Lori? Well, first, can I get back? Can I go yeah. back to the boat ride real yeah. quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things was the boat was named the Quad Father, which, you know, <laughs> is just dumb. Uh, <laughs> and secondly... By the way, the guy that also ran the quad father was like the straightest he could play gaston you know in in disneyland and i was thinking the whole thing because there's a part where um robert and brandon are lounging and making out and then you see the 
captain like walking right around him and gingerly picking up ropes and stuff like that. Yes. I'm like, he's having to walk around that. Okay, go ahead. That's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted. To, yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to. Inter- no. What were you gonna say? Oh, so I he. Done. I love how they're like sitting in the in the back part, like talking, and he's like, "Okay, come on, let's go someplace, you know, more. Let's go someplace else." And they just go to the front of the boat <laughs> and just yeah. lay on a towel and make yeah. out. Yeah, and, and that this- guy's like creepily like. Excuse me, I kind of need to get something under there. Excuse me. Sorry, just can I get under you for a second? I just need to reach the. Yeah. Um, And then, so then they have that, and then they have, and so they go onto the front of the boat and they're making out, and they're just literally touring the touring the marina. Like they're not going out into the sea ocean. They're just like going into the docks area. And it's like, so people are just watching them, staring at these two men making it. And I'm not saying that, like, that should be bad, but it's like, it's just weird to me that like this camera crew and these guys mm-hmm. are like fully o- okay with just making out on a boat in front of everybody. Yeah. It, it, um, if you think about it, it's a very odd sight. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, what else? also there was a, like some kind of fryer or grill that was on the back of the boat oh, that was, was hanging up. Yeah. Like a tail part. And mm-hmm. I was like, that thing's going to fall off into the ocean. <laughs> Uh, so that gave me anxiety. Uh-huh. Uh, and then what was the thing that he wanted to call him? I keep forgetting the, what was the, it, what he was about. like, I'm going to call you this from now on. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, little toot. Oh, I must've been taking notes during this. Tell me about this. Oh, so they pass a boat so that this is, this is one of those things where they're literally making out like Brandon's on top of Robert making out with him. And they're like cuddling and stuff, and they pass a boat, and it's called Little Toot. And so Robert's like, "Well, you're you're my little toot. I'm gonna call you Little Toot from now on." And that's why at the end, end this last the ceremony, he calls him Little Toot. Oh, you see, Robert is such a fucking top, and Brandon is just such a great bottom. Like, I will say this, and maybe I'm giving too much personal information. The most dangerous and wonderful part of this show is. Every single time I watch Finding Prince Charming, about at the point, whatever the point it is, like where Brandon and the yacht, like three quarters of the show in, I invariably want to message the person that I, you know, I'm sweet on, so to speak. And I do. He benefits. Yeah. Every, every time I watch Finding Prince Charming, he gets the nicest, sweetest text messages from me, and he's like so happy about it, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it makes me so romantic all of a sudden. I'll say that. Does it make you more romantic for a uh, star? No, because it's fake romance. It's not real. If anything, I know, it, but I imagine me and him on this yacht, and I call him. Well, he had to call me Little Toot because he's taller than I am, and uh, and then I go like, ah ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to cuddle with Star on a boat, but I wouldn't be on the front part of the boat. Yeah, because um, we just look like two beach whales getting up on the boat, like a seal. Somebody. Like somebody accidentally put brought a you know a giant seal and a you know great white shark up on board, mm-hmm. so calling us fat. That's what uh, I'm doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so so anyway, so then uh, yeah, and then uh, Brandon comes back, and Dylan. I love Dylan has the realization that you know Brandon could also have an amazing date with Robert, and it's like, what did you think was going to happen? So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and the black tie affair. Okay, let's talk uh, about the black tie affair. It's, it's very well. It's not. It's very. It, I what I loved about it. They didn't fucking fuck around. He calls no. Justin forward, lets him go. The end. Yeah. I love how, yeah, I thought that was crazy. And then he calls all three of them forward and he says, can I, you know, you can keep your ties. So, um, I do love how, how many outfits they try on before they go downstairs. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Now let me ask you, what did you think of Justin's departure? And what did you think about Justin? Let's, you know, let's say goodbye. Justin rejected us, you know, in the beginning of the, this whole series. What did you think of Justin, his time on the show, his departure, all that? Look, I think he knew that he was going home. I mean, I think as soon as the sister said that they were better friends, I think he knew that that was in the cards. And I think he processed it. And then by the time that Robert called him forward, I think he knew that, you know, that that was going to happen. And I think Mm -hmm. he, you know, for whatever you want to say, I I don't necessarily get like that he was being his true self on the show. But for what, however you want to say that he did, I felt like he reacted you know, in an honorable way. I did love that. He goes, I'm not going to throw it at you or I'm not going to throw it on the ground. Yeah, that was funny. I actually, you know, when he was hugging Robert and talking about what a great experience he had, I was like, this explains why he never wanted to come on the show. And it yeah. explains so much from what I gathered from Paul. I don't, I, Paul's never said this. It's just from what I gathered. It seems like Justin is sort of like, you know, that person in a friend group and a large group of friends and there are other friends that don't get along with each other, but he's the person everyone gets along with. He's sort yeah. of like the glue or the center. I feel yeah. that's Justin. I feel all the contestants, including Robert, get along with Justin. And so, yes, he has a lot of information. Yes, he knows where the bodies are buried. But he's the last person who would ever come on this show. No, no. Now that yeah, I've seen he, the whole run of the show. Yeah. Also, I love. I still love the fact that Ro- that uh, Dylan had such a, a adverse reaction to finding a gray hair, which is like, how did you find a gray hair? Uh-huh. Like you have barely any hair as it is, and then he shaves his he like shaves his entire head off uh, hair off and and like messes it up, and then uh, Eric has to come in and help him. Yet he still keeps his puby mustache and goatee. Yeah, that mustache is really bad. It looks like when someone when, when like. Yeah, I don't know what look he's going for. But you know what's so funny is, uh, again, it goes back to something we haven't talked about since the first episode, which it shows you how much hatred the producers have, who these producers are for, like, like to them to have a white hair is the worst thing in the world. Because oh, I didn't yeah. get the sense they were making fun of Dylan for thinking that, right? It almost feels like the, in the eye of the show, they agree with him. Am I wrong yeah. or am I... No, yeah, I guarantee you they probably were like, "Yeah, you need to mm-hmm. do something about that gray hair." Like it's it's the black tie affair. Are you gonna cu- are you gonna have a gray hair at the black tie affair? Yeah, and Dylan probably was like, you know, and Dylan's already on the, a razor thin edge, <laughs> you know, of of sanity. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like, yeah, and it, it, he, I got to get rid of it. Uh, but yeah, he just looked he he again he looked like a he looked like a cancer patient. He looked he was the only black guy I've ever met in my entire life that doesn't look good bald. <laughs> like he just looked weird with no hair all right laurie are there any final thoughts on the episode have you said everything you want to say about the interview about this episode speak now or forever hold your peace and we get over all your comments all your notes all your opinions uh i know that i just uh, i want to reiterate again how much i think lance just did not do anything you know they just kept he kept repeating everything that that robert was saying at the end and when he was asking him questions about his dates and stuff it was just it was just all stuff that had been talked about already. And I just feel like, you know, it was like, what was the, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So. 
Uh, all right. Well, when, what are your thoughts on the fact that we're going to go to Palm Springs next week for the finale? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be fun. I'm interested to see what the uh, the house situation is like. Um, but I think it'll be fun. I do love how they ended on a close-up shot of the the butthole. Oh, yeah. I was uh, thinking the same thing. The final <laughs> shot of the episode, everyone should know, is a close-up shot of the gaping butthole. Yeah, it's almost like a farewell to the butthole. It's like, yeah. this is the last time we're going to see it. So yeah. drink it in. Pucker up. Yeah, it it gets puckier every single like gets it gets the more I feel like it's moist. It gets yeah. moister every single time I see it, and I don't know how that's possible. Okay, Lori, so I'm going to end the show now. <laughs> All right, is that okay? You're such an asshole. <laughs> I said you could end the show in a weird way. I just said I needed. Well, I wanted to the, get everyone, a time after frame. the last episode. Lori called me and yelled at me. I did not yell at you. I simply asked you to give me a time frame and say, hey, like message me or something and say, hey, I'm going to end the show in 10 minutes. So I know when we're going to end and then you can end the show still in a weird way. That's all I asked. Lori Roggenkamp has two other podcasts. The first is the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. And the other is called Queering Time and Space. You can find both of those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Lori Rockingham on Instagram at Picklemyth. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. You can follow Jobatance on Instagram at Jobatance. That's J-O-E-D-E-T-A-N-C-E. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>